Hello, my friends. Welcome back to the State Shifters podcast. My name is Jordan Canlish. And in this episode today, I'm going to be talking about one of my passions. One of my passions are for all of you guys that know me. You know, I love personal development and, and working through, you know, the inner blocks that often get in our way of living our purpose and having the life we want. But a large part of that is really raising the standard across the board around what it is that you put in your body. And energy is a big factor in that. And one of the things that I always turn to to have like charge up my energy and also just because I love the taste is coffee. And I know for people who are listening to this, you're probably a coffee lover as well. And I've brought on someone from Perth. His name is Maddie. Maddie Wilson, and he's created the brand IQ Brew. And for anyone who's familiar with cognitive enhancers such as lion's mane and, and really starting to use medicinal mushrooms to enhance coffee and other beverages, this is the episode for you. Or if you're just interested in learning more about how to find good quality coffee and get the most out of your morning brew, there's a lot of insights in here. Because I know a lot of my Canadian North American listeners are used to just getting their Starbucks or getting their Tim Hortons coffee. And it's, trust me, it's shit. And it's time to level up the game and really enjoy the finer things in life. For me, really, like good coffee, good wine, good chocolate, and really finding and appreciating the best what's out there because life's too short to drink, you know, cheap stuff. So guys, Maddie has set up a discount code for his coffee. The brand is IQ Brew. And if you Google that, you can order their coffee if it's resonated with you. But the discount code is State Shifters. You'll get 10% off your coffee. But enjoy the episode. If you love coffee, you're going to love this. As always, thanks for joining and enjoy this one. It's a beauty. Welcome to the State Shifters podcast a show dedicated to helping you discover your true potential through connecting the mind, body, and soul. All right, Matthew Wilson, welcome to the State Shifters podcast, mate. How you doing? I'm feeling fantastic. I'm pretty jaded up. I'm just drinking something, just a half serving of IQ brew. It is late at night, so I don't want to treat the full serving in Yeah, now. understandably, mate. Man, for people who don't know about you, look, I just stumbled across your page on Instagram and I had to reach out and connect because I resonated so much with what you were doing with your company, IQ Brew, and you guys create like enhanced coffee. It's like cognitive coffee. And for anyone that's you know following this podcast and been following my journey, know how much I love coffee. But also recently, I've been getting around, you know, using mushrooms, medicinal mushrooms, such as lion's mane to really enhance these brews, right? And what you've done is you've kind of created a, a really unique combination of enhancing coffee with medicinal mushrooms and some other little add-ons. People who are probably in this space already may be familiar with like the Four Sigmatic brand and mm. things like that. But bro, I'm excited to hear more about how you've come into this journey and more about what you guys are up to. So maybe for people who have just heard about IQ Brew, like what is it about and how did this all come into, come into existence? Yeah, sweet. So I've been in the coffee my whole life. I was in the army for eight years. Pretty much as a soldier, you run on coffee. You know, you might have three or four a day. That's what we were sort of getting around. We were going through jars of instant coffee within, you know, two to three days. It was absolutely out of control. And I was also sort of into nootropics at the same time, sort of yep. taking these little cognitive enhancers, seeing where I could get the benefits from. It was right in my training. It was right in my just reading and, and sort of doing little, little business side ventures here and there. So that's sort of what really exposed me to the world of nootropics. I wasn't really into mushrooms at all. That wasn't really sort of on my radar at all. And it was really around 2018, I started looking into the medicinal benefits of mushrooms and whatnot and really started getting into that biohacking world, if that's what you'd call it. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that's where I was like all about sleep and, you know, like blocking out blue light as soon as the sun goes down and, you know, just absolutely going ham on all these little hacks and cold showers every day, um, doing all that sort of jazz. And one thing that I kept doing was I was taking nootropics, but I was taking them in pills and that's, Basically, what the majority of nootropics on the market are, they're you know, pretty much all brands out there. They'll if you think of a nootropic, it's it's a pill. It's something you take. Reference. And Maddie, for people who don't know what nootropics are, they're essentially natural brain enhancers, essentially, right? Yeah, they can can be natural. They can be synthetic. They can sort of basically a nootropic is anything a smart drug, if you will. Anyone who's seen the movie Limitless with Bradley Cooper, where he takes this pill and essentially he can absorb all the information that comes towards him. 
he can learn super quick. You know, he becomes, he reads a book and he knows everything about the book. He can read it in like two minutes flat, all that sort of jazz. Not to that extent, a much lower extent in the real world with nootropics, but there are just certain ingredients that can enhance, you know, certain hormones, the growth of other things within the brain that can sort of help you learn better, learn quicker, stay focused. And, and yeah, that's where the, the big surge of nootropics came from, was from people wanting to be better, from wanting to learn things quicker, wanting to become smarter by studying more intensely and all these things. And yeah, like it was always affiliated with having a nootropic, was always, you know, having a pill. And I started to sort of, once using in, uh, the mushrooms, I'd be mixing in these mushrooms. I'd be mixing in certain things with my coffee. I was blending butter with my coffee. Um, I was doing all these things and I thought, what if I started mixing my nootropics with my coffee? So I was breaking open the pills and mixing them in the coffee as well. And then I was sitting down for my business partner at the time. We had a coffee subscription box um, where we'd send out fleshly roasted beans from around Australia to your door. And she basically said, we should 100% do this, do this thing. Instant coffee, nootropics mixed together. It'd be great. So it was a very vague idea. We didn't know how we were going to do it or anything like that. So we just basically went from writing a few ideas in a book to then sort of sending a few emails, making a few calls before we got a reply. I think we must have emailed you know, 20 different sort of companies and that absolutely none of them replied until one day this one company replied within 10 minutes saying, this is freaking sweet. Let's do it. And yeah, sort of it's, it went from there and grew from there. And ever since then, I was a fan of the Four Sigmatic Mushroom Coffee mm-hmm. as well. But what I found was great product. They've got a great range and all that sort of jazz, but their serving sizes were, were quite small. So to get the effects that you would see in these studies on WebMD in regards to lion's mane and helping with brain health and preventing Alzheimer's and all that, you'd probably need to take five or six sachets of that coffee to really get the benefits of the ingredients, the active ingredient. That was one thing I really sort of wanted to rectify in creating IQ Brew. Yeah, and that was another thing. I just wanted to, to have my own coffee and do it right i guess you would say and and yeah have something that was australian made i mean the other company they're from sweden they're from overseas so there was nothing really being done in australia in that sort of area so yeah it was just one of those things where it's like the idea comes into your head and you start poking at it and you start prodding at it and then you start getting some signals back and you go well this could actually work so yeah yeah, hundred percent, man. And, and really when it comes to like coffee and nootropics, like for me, once I started to get these little enhancements, these little tweaks, these little hacks, like you said, in your day, and you start to notice the difference it makes on, in the way you feel, it can be really such a powerful level up. Lion's Mane being one of them, like just these little additions, because I'm sure everyone listening to this has, you know, I would say majority of people love coffee. I've just come back from living in Toronto Canadians love their coffee as well, but the standard for coffee out there is just so much lower than what we have here in Australia. So I would say a lot less North Americans are probably aware of how to enhance coffee and how to make it such a powerful, you know, like biohack or or brain hack in your day. But then when you start to play around with these medicinal mushrooms as well, it really takes things to the next level. So I guess for people who are listening, who maybe for one are used to just drinking their Starbucks or instant coffee and have them leveled up their coffee game maybe you can tell us like why it is important to start to seek out higher quality coffee. Probably the Aussies who are listening, they're probably aware of this stuff already, but maybe some people aren't. Maybe some people just go to their local cafe and they don't really pay too much attention to the beans, but you know, why is the quality of the coffee important? What have you guys done to source out the right type? Yes, that's a really good question because a lot of people, they really just go for, you know, coffee is a ritual for them. It's just something that we automatically do in the morning, whether it's standard Nescafe, Blend 43, you know, the cheapest instant coffee you can get, or whether it's going to your favorite barista every morning, going out of your way out of work, you know, just to get that good quality coffee that tastes good and, and makes you feel good. There really is a sort of another layer to coffee that a lot of people, it's, it's almost like an iceberg. What you see on the surface is this great tasting drink that seemingly just perks you up. And some people, it's, they can't you know, start their morning without it. But really underneath it is, you know, where are these beans coming from? How are they being processed? Are they, are they dry processed? Are they, are they washed? All these different things. Are they, are they single origin? Are they a blend? Are they coming directly from the farmer? Are they going from the farmer? Are they being taken to a third-party distributor? Uh, do they have mycotoxins? Do they have mold? All these little things that no one really knew about until I think only recently, the past couple of years, it's been people like Ben Greenfield, 
and a lot of other companies sort of bringing this to light on why sourcing good quality organic coffee is is definitely the way to go and, and why it is important and because people do have coffee so often it is important to actually get good quality coffee a lot of people see these labels like organic and, and all that sort of jazz and well, if it doesn't taste any different, well, there's no reason to sort of get it. Why pay the extra? It's just going to taste like their normal coffee. But then what we're not realizing is we're having this coffee every day of our lives. Um, over the lifespan of a, of a human being, if you're having coffee every single day, it's whether or not if it has mold in it, it's going to start affecting you. It's, got, it's a very cumulative process. So it's really important to ensure early on that you're getting a high quality coffee and that you continue that effort to sort of source out a better coffee uh, throughout your time. That's something I experienced definitely through our previous business, which was the coffee subscription box. I used to be you know, in the army. It was just instant coffee, whatever it was, get the caffeine into you because sometimes you just needed, you know, grams of the stuff to get you through the day. And then once I started exploring roasters, local roasters within Perth and learning where they got their beans from and that they had really great relationships with the farmers you know they knew they would put on the coffee bag itself the name of the farmer because that's how sort of closely they worked with them they'd get the beans as quickly as possible to ensure they were as fresh as possible they would go to the actual farms over in colombia nicaragua ethiopia wherever the beans were coming from and they were finding the farms that sort of suited sort of the message that this company wanted to put across. So whether that was, you know, the highest of quality, having a good quality sort of roast and these small batch roasters are what they're called. So they're people that source out small batches of coffee. They buy directly from the farmer. They're supporting the farmer. They're supporting the area, that farm. And by buying in that smaller batch and dealing directly with the farmer, they're locking in a more pure coffee. There's usually very little is there going to be any, toxins used in the process of making this coffee because a lot of these farmers are very passionate people if you have a farmer that is producing you know say in brazil huge huge amounts of coffee are produced in brazil you're going to have farms that are producing millions of tons of coffee per year that's a very numbers game they need to they need to spray toxins on all their plants on all their coffee beans and all that sort of jazz so if you're getting your coffee say from a large retail chain, it's more likely that's going to come from there. Like Starbucks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, however, so if you That's the problem there. They're probably yeah. sourcing coffee from a large farm who's mass producing these beans and is probably spraying these beans with some form of, you know, like fertilizer or something to keep these beans fresh. Is that correct? Is that why there's so many toxins on there? 100%. Yeah. And because the average person, when they go to order a coffee, they get it with milk and that pretty much just destroys the, right. the real taste of the coffee. So yeah. as long as it kind of tastes caffeine, they're okay with it. Whereas when you go to these small batch roasters that are importing the beans directly, usually what you're getting is very high quality products. It's very, very fresh. Within the month, it's probably been harvested, sent to Australia and it's in the roaster at the roastery. So through doing that previous business venture of, of finding freshly roasted beans and sort of sending them out to our subscribers, that's where I really learned a lot of that process and sort of found out that in Australia, we're very lucky that a lot of our roasters are doing that process because we have such a smaller population. We're very spread out across Australia. I'm just in Perth itself. Perth is the most remote capital city on the planet. We have a lot of our coffee is roasted locally because we don't, we can't get it from anywhere else. You know, we can't afford to have it shipped from Brisbane or Sydney and, and have it aged and, and all that sort of jazz. So Australia is very lucky. Other places like America that have large population density tend to receive the, how do I put it nicely? Um, the, the crap coffee, uh, really. They just get dumped on them, the millions of tons of sort of leftovers, the blends. You know, they've got tons from Ethiopia, tons from Brazil. They just chuck it all together. They, they throw it out there. America is actually quite renowned for having very poor quality coffee. Everyone I've ever heard of mm. going over there and coming back to oh, Australia. Terrible, mate. Yeah, and I'll pick on Canada as well. Though. They're, not, they're not too much better. They have these coffee chains like Tim Hortons and Starbucks and Costa Coffee and shit like this. And, and I remember going in there and drinking this stuff and the beans are so burnt. Starbucks burns their beans deliberately to sort of keep it a, a standard across the board in terms of taste. But maybe you know, if someone is only ever used to drinking poor quality coffee beans they probably don't know what the difference is and why they should even bother looking to find good quality beans. And from what I've observed through drinking poorer quality coffee, 
you tend to get like a quick spike in energy and then you crash straight away. Or sometimes you'll even get like brain fog. You sort of, you, you, you can feel the effect of those toxins. Like why have you decided to prioritize the quality? Is it because of that exact reason that the feeling or the effect in terms of the lifespan of the caffeine and obviously the benefits of the polyphenols, which is in the coffee as well, maybe run us through some of the, the benefits someone can expect to get when they drink a good quality bean compared to a one that's maybe lesser quality. Yeah, definitely. So uh, like you just touched on briefly, there was the polyphenols. Um, getting a good quality coffee and it really does depend on, and, and that's the beauty of coffee. I absolutely love the whole coffee game because you can experiment with these tastes and variants so much. I mean, if you get a coffee that is grown at a very high altitude, it's going to be more stressed. So these beans are going to be producing more polyphenols. They're going to have a much richer, richer taste as opposed to getting coffee that's grown closer towards the sea level. You're going to get a more fruity sort of variant of the taste, lower polyphenols, or you can play with all these little different methods and all these different sort of beans and whatnot. And then even then it comes down to how it's roasted. So, I've tasted coffees at a roastery in Sydney where they had four different roasters and the exact same bag of beans, but each coffee tasted almost entirely different Mm. just down to the roaster's profile and how they did it. And just to showcase how different coffee can be. That was a very eye opening experience for me, but within coffee itself, me personally, I do find brain fog to be, everyone has something different. Some people don't recognize it at all. They don't feel it at all. There's also tend to be people that just order like a flat white, <laughs> you know, uh, where they're getting a lot of inflammation from, you know, that's the last of their concern is, is the quality of the coffee with yeah. having in that. <laughs> um, but for me, like you said, it, brain fog being, which I would describe as being hyped up, being on caffeine, being enthused to do something, but not exactly knowing how to do it, not really being precise and, and concise in your ways of doing it. But Really for IQ Brew, the main part behind it was getting a coffee that you didn't have to notice a difference from it and a, and a poorer quality coffee if you had them side by side. You didn't have to notice these differences in how you'd feel and if it created, if the caffeine was the reason behind the brain fog or whatnot. It just needed to be a long-term solution, something that if you enjoyed it every day, by the time you're 50 years old, hopefully you have a lower risk of Alzheimer's than mm. the alternative. You know, Hopefully you have a lower risk of sort of inflammatory sort of signs and all these other little things that can be caused by mold and, and toxins in the body. Hopefully you have lower risks of cardiovascular disease and all these little things that over a lifetime of consuming a product that is subpar can accumulate. So that's really where it came from with me is just daily. I love coffee. A lot of people I know import coffee from a certain provider in America because it's, I'll just say it, Keon, um, because it's affiliated with, you know, we've certified it as uh, all Bulletproof. Bulletproof's another big brand that people are getting their coffees from, from people who are in this space. Yeah. And yeah. Especially, especially in Australia, I mean, the, the amount of time it takes to ship that coffee over here and they feel good when they have the cup because it's mycotoxin free, it's mold free. It's all these little things. It's certified by these guys. These guys love it, but it tastes like absolute shit. Mm. Um, I'm not going to lie. Like you're getting, you're getting poor quality coffee from America. You know, you can have poor quality coffee in America that is mold and mycotoxin free. You know, those, those badges don't really mean too much over there, I guess, when it comes to sort of the taste and they, they bring it over here and it, it just doesn't taste that fantastic. When in Australia you can get coffee, it's not going to be certified. It's not going to be certified mold and mycotoxin free because these guys are getting it from a small call small farm. And then they're bringing it into their small roastery and they're just roasting the coffee. You know, they don't need to go out and get these certifications that, that cost a lot of money. They don't need to go and get these lab tests. Big question I've had is what are the lab results for IQ Brew? Have you had IQ Brew tested in a lab to make sure it's mold and mycotoxin free and certified it? You know, that costs $40,000. <laughs> We're a small startup company and an Australian startup company at that. I, I mean, you see a lot of American startup companies that start up and three weeks later, they have $3 billion in funding. But here in Australia, it's very hard, very, very hard for startup companies. There are a lot of obstacles in your way, whether it's the two megabit a second download speed, you know, the poor internet or the exuberant cost to post something from say Perth to Sydney. Yeah. Uh, that really eats into, eats into sort of the costs and whatnot. 
and a lot of these people, yeah, they're importing it, but as long as you find a roaster that has a good relationship with their farmer, I can guarantee you that coffee is going to be a much higher quality. You're going to be supporting a local business. You're going to be supporting that farmer directly as well. And honestly, that to me, that's a lot more important. If I had to choose between a certified mold and mycotoxin free coffee and a coffee from a local roaster that was single origin and they directly bought from the farmer, it was a small batch farm, 100% I'll do that any day of the week. The coffee's going to taste so much better. I've tasted coffee that has tasted like cherries and different fruits mm. because of the, the small batch and, and how unique it is. And it just opens your world up in, in regards to that. And that was um, something for us too. You know, we weren't going to try and get you know, coffee imported from America just to have certain standards and whatnot in regards to having a certified organic coffee. That's to me, after sort of knowing about all this sort of thing to me, it doesn't, I know a lot of, a lot of customers will look for certified organic things and it might mean the difference between them buying us and buying a competitor. I'm not too concerned about that because I know where our coffee is actually, um, it's single origin Brazil, small batch Brazil. It's brought into Australia, roasted locally in Melbourne. And then it's basically freeze dried straight away, which is an interesting thing I want to touch on later on. And then sent to our lab in Melbourne where it is blended together with the nootropics in the, and the mushrooms and that sort of perfect way it all kind of works together and all you need to do is add water. I know through my experience in adding all these different nootropics and mushrooms in the coffee, you, you've got to blend it or yeah. it doesn't. Just clumps you together. Bit, yeah, yeah, you get clumps and you get little white patches and you know, these little things. So, you know, it turns this quick coffee that you want into a, a six minute thing. You've got three you know, different sets of dishes you've got to wash up afterwards and you're doing all this sort of stuff. So, yeah, I really feel with IQ Brew, we wanted to do it right from the beginning and it has cost a little bit more, which has been a setback for us. It did cost quite a bit just to sort of make sure of some of these things. But I would much rather build it properly and, and sort of know as opposed to getting really big really quickly and then having all these people asking questions and then me living this life I live of, you know, promoting you know, the health through sort of like all these little hacks and all that sort of jazz and then having my product being a subpar quality coffee that you could you'd find in a Nescafe jar on the shelves, mm. you know? So yeah, hundred uh, percent dude. And I just wanted to acknowledge for a second what you shared earlier. Cause that made a lot of sense to me around just going out and supporting a local business, getting a little bit curious around where the coffee's coming from. And you mentioned finding a small, so firstly asking where are they getting the coffee from? Is it a small farm where it's a batch farm? Small batch. Yeah. Small batch that's the first kind of point to call and then checking if, you know, if when it was roasted. So the roasting has some importance in. Yeah. Taste. 100%. Oh, yeah. yeah. Six weeks is usually from, from roasting to when you lose flavor in the coffee. It's okay. Six okay. weeks. So now, and then you see that's, you know, by the time you get a coffee from America over here, just because mm. it's certified in some regions, it's probably months and months old. Um, it's probably started to develop mold on it uh, by that time. So yeah. And, with coffee, so I guess if there was a checklist you wanted to do, uh, you want to go to a roaster within your local city or you know, if you want to go on a trip, go down south, whatever. I know in Western Australia, we have insanely amazing roasters all up and down the coast, which is fantastic. You want to go there and you basically want to find out, yes, they're roasting in-house and do they have single origin beans is usually the next question. If they're just roasting a bunch of blends, it could be the sign that, you know, they're just getting coffee in because their main customer base might only order flat whites. Whereas if you go into a, a cafe and you go, do you guys have any single origins? Um, yes, we've got this, this, and this. And you say, oh, when, when was the most previously roasted? They say, we just roasted this one three days ago. It's, it's ready to go. This is our specialty at the moment. Usually those cafes are working directly with, with farmers. And I will say sometimes, sometimes they don't. Sometimes they're buying through other third parties. It just, it's just a matter of going around and exploring. Some cafes will have the tasting cards. And if you just ask the question, go, oh, what, which farm is this from? And if they, they go straight away, yep, it's from this farm here in Ethiopia. Here, there's a tasting card for you and it's got a picture. A lot of cafes um, have pictures of the farmers. They've yep. got pictures of the owner of the cafe with the farmer because they go over there and, and sort of work directly with them. 
And you can find these cafes. They're, they're all around the place. You don't just have to go to the cafe that does the Instagrammable pancakes, you know, and settle for that. They go around and explore. There are some amazing cafes in Perth I've been to where I've been able to experience the most unique experience I had was a coffee that it was, I think it was $65 per 250 grams of this coffee because only 50 kilos was made per year. It's such a small batch and it was just from this farmer who did it as a hobby in Nicaragua, basically, and uh, was basically importing this coffee. was going, I'm only making X amount. Um, this cafe was able to secure a certain amount and um, they were able to, to roast it. And because I had that relationship with them, always going in and being like, what are we, you know, what's on this week, guys? You know, which farm, where, where are we getting it from? They were able to say, man, have we got a treat for you? <laughs> it, it was crazy. It came, this, this cup came out with this, gold plated tasting card um, and it was like chrome gold this card it was like you know this coffee has notes of honey pale sweetness all these different little things and you taste the coffee and you go oh there's the honey oh hang on now there's cherries coming at me yeah so yeah you're like alluding to one of the greatest pleasures in life for for a lot of us aussies but i know a lot of people love coffee and haven't experienced these different flavor profiles that are available right and it's like a good red wine, right? When you drink a good red wine, you, you notice the difference. And, and, and coffee is this whole other world where like when you start to dive into it, there's so many different blends and, and flavors that can come through in these beans. And Man, you're getting me excited. Yeah. I would say, yeah, I would say between coffee, uh, red wine and good olive oil, like there's some things that it's worth seeking out good quality stuff. You know what oh, I mean? hundred percent. too short to drink like cheap coffee or cheap wine or shitty olive oil. A hundred percent, man. A hundred percent. And, um, you know, and that's another thing. I mean, Australia, we are so lucky in Australia. We've got the best olive oil in the world. We've got the yeah. best red wines in the world. You know, we've got all these amazing things. And now, you know, the coffee might not be grown here, but we've got relationships uh, mm. around the world that allow us to secure some of the best coffee in the world. And I think that's, um, it's a real beautiful thing. If I could, uh, if I could get anyone to do one thing, if you want to experience this sort of coffee is if you know, you don't want to have to go on cafe hop to find this out, just go on to Google and type in coffee cupping or cafe cupping or roasting cupping in your local area. And what some roasters will do is they'll do certain sessions where they've just roasted a coffee and they'll host a cupping session where you come in and you cup different variations of the beans, different blends, different single origins, mm. and they're brewed different ways. And you can actually taste the sweetness. And they, this is how they come up with the tasting cards is they basically get a consensus of what can you taste in this coffee. And when you've done something like that, that's when you experience, you go along and you go, it's literally 10 cups of coffee. They're all going to taste the same, but they all taste different. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. It's definitely an experience in Perth, especially we've got a lot of that in Perth. I'm not sure about America. I'm assuming I do follow some great cafes over in America and they're very, very small batch. And they're also sort of, it looks like they're leading the way in this very niche sort of third wave of coffee that's going on at the moment. 100%. Yeah, I will give one shout out to a cafe in Toronto where I was going to, to get my beans. I know I've got a, quite a few Toronto listeners on here. Del Mello Coffee in Toronto, just up from Young and Eglinton Station for people in Toronto who want to check those guys out and make some good quality beans. That was the thing in Toronto, mate. I had to search far and wide for good coffee. So it was, it was one of those things. It wasn't like Australia where we had just these amazing, like coffee is just, it's ubiquitous out here, you know, like to find good quality. But in Canada, you kind of have to look for it. So Thank you for sharing that, that valuable advice. And I'm sure our North American listeners will be getting on board that. But mate, tell me how the lion's mane came into play here. And for those who, a lot of people still are unaware of, you know, some of these amazing benefits lion's mane has. So how did you first discover lion's mane and why do you think it's such a critical component in this blend? Yeah, definitely. So lion's mane, I had discovered it through my journey into biohacking when you listen to a lot of these podcasts and you try and sort of like, what can I do to increase this, um, get better this and get better that. You start to hear things a number of times and lion's mane was coming up quite a lot. I wasn't too turned on by the concepts of mushrooms at the time in regards to adding them to things. I wasn't, I was more on the, in the taste side of things, you know, whether it tasted good or not. And I started to look into lion's mane because I did hear it quite a lot. I was like, okay, I better try it. Where do I get it from? I obtained a organic lion's mane powder 
And I'm not going to lie, I put it in my coffee once and I never had it ever again. It tasted like literal dirt. <laughs> it clumped up. I put it in the coffee. I tried mixing it around and it just turned into this clumpy stuff. I'm trying to stab it with the spoon and trying to break it up. And then my coffee, I literally just mix it with a black coffee and it, it tasted like, like earth water. <laughs> and I was like, ah, you know, like with all these benefits I hear about this, it's not worth ruining the enjoyment of my coffee over. So it actually sat in the cupboard for a couple of months. And it was around the time when we had the idea of sort of IQ, but I was like, yep, nootropics. And I was like, well, mushrooms, I had had the Four Sigmatic mushroom coffee and it was very much the same taste to me in regards to dirt water. <laughs> it was the best way that I could um, describe my, my experience with Lion's Mane and coffee. And when we were sort of researching certain nootropics that went well with coffee, more and more and more, I kept on seeing these search results from Lion's Mane mushroom mix of coffee. And I thought, okay, well, let's see if we can sort of alter the taste of it, get it in there. And, and then it was only when I started to really look into how I could mix a mushroom, it was Lion's Mane, Rishi, Turkey Tail, Chaga, any of these mushrooms with coffee that I started to see insane amounts of research in regards to mushrooms and long-term benefits. The studies for Lion's Mane on our website, we've got a list. There, it must be 30 to 40 links long. And even when putting in those links, the only research I provide on my website for our ingredients is WebMD articles, things that are certified scientifically backed papers uh, that have been published and peer review. And I just could not stop finding these ones on Lion's Mane. The amount of research that's been conducted on it has just been out of control. So that really solidified to me, I'm going through these benefits in regards to its prevention of Alzheimer's disease, how it supports the growth of new neurons in the brain, all these sort of health benefits, which was the idea of IQ Brew, was to create a healthier brain. I don't know if anyone else has this sort of, but with grandparents, I've started to see decline in my grandparents um, mm. with their cognitive health. Wow. And yeah. they're only, really, I say the word only 80 years old because we are capable of living much, much longer. You know, they should have another 40 years left in them, really. So to see sort of decline in Alzheimer's sort of to take its roots there and learning that Alzheimer's actually develops in the brain 30 years before it shows any symptoms, you know, really said to me that this is something that we need to sort of promote as brain health later on in the year in September in Alzheimer's Awareness Month, we'll be donating a portion of all profits to sort of Alzheimer's research. So it's something that when developing IQ Brew, I just kept on seeing the stuff about Alzheimer's. I was like, man, that is, that is fantastic. The studies in Japanese elderly uh, in regards to how it allowed them to score higher on tests, which meant that they were learning more, which meant that it was really staving off the effects of Alzheimer's. It really solidified to me. I said, we've got to do this. So Lions may become a, a non-negotiable and that was still under the impression that it was going to taste like dirt water. I said, I've got to make it taste good. So throughout the process of doing samples and whatnot, it took a while, but I really think we landed on something fantastic in regards to a balance of having these ingredients that really serve your brain and, and serve your body, uh, but also taste great and you're able to smash down first thing in the morning and go, man, that's a good cup. That's a good cup of coffee. <laughs> yeah. And like, it's so amazing to hear about these benefits that are coming from these medicinal mushrooms, like to support the growth of new neurons. And I know there's a lot of research around like how it supports like memory retention and how to, you know, when you're learning new information, you store memory a lot better. You just notice a shift. There's certain parts of your brain that you can actually feel start to switch on and you kind of communicate better. You're a bit more switched on. So it's just, uh, yeah, it's, it's really, like you said, a non-negotiable thing when you start to get a taste for what it's like to have these little enhancers in your coffee. It, it takes things to the next level. So mate, I'm curious now for, for where the business is at and you know, where is the, the next stage in this? What is the vision here? Like, obviously you want to kind of tap into the Perth market and grow, but how, how big do you want to take this? Yeah, definitely. So really IQ Brew, the, the main part is for us is to continually provide, I know it sounds super cliche, but oh, you know, super quality products, you know, throughout this whole time. But for me, it's whether if, if this sort of goal of, of creating a, a super high quality product keeps me within a local market because I'm spending sort of so much money on this research and development keeps me there, cool. I don't really care as long as I have the best quality product in this yeah. area. So for us next, myself and my business partner, a huge interest for us is 
to continually improve the quality of where we're sourcing our products. So like I said at the beginning, how it sort of costs us a little bit to sort of like make sure we're getting good quality products. Like our lion's mane comes from China, where in this is probably the only case where something coming from China is better as opposed to being locally made, detail certified location, which basically just means it's grown in an area that it natively grows really. So, but even in saying that, I will say, I don't know the precise origin of it. You know, not a lot of these companies do. A lot of companies put out these products and they say, you know, it's the greatest, greatest quality. But I'll, I'll say right here and now that you know, I'm not, you know, I haven't seen where our lion's mane has grown. I haven't been there personally to inspect the site. I haven't flown to China and seen all this sort of stuff. So for me, it will be to sort of take those steps to ensure that we're getting a very high quality product. And for in regards to the size of the company, it's probably better that we don't go too big because a lot of the time when you sort of have this demand of, of Lion's Mane, a big thing with Lion's Mane is because of the demand of its popularity, a lot of it is grown in mycelium grain. You're getting this Lion's Mane powder that was never actually a mushroom ever in its life. It was just the mycelium, the essence basically of the mushroom and it's been grown in oats in a little room lit with artificial lighting and whatnot and stay able to basically get the structure of lion's mane but it's not actually lion's mane so really just continually sourcing high quality products and then being able to say you know i want to be able to have a picture of us on the website you know with a lion's mane with an actual lion's mane mushroom that you know we're using in the process of creating the coffee you know before it is is, is broken down and all that sort of happens so really for me that's that's a huge thing for me in regards to goals in the business is to just really go out there and ensure the coffee is great. I want to go to the farm where we're getting our coffee, whether we change, provided the ultimately the goal for our coffee is to change to a much smaller farm in Ethiopia is where I get some of my favorite coffee. Just the elevation there and the areas where coffee is grown, it provides a very unique flavor. So for me, I want to be able to directly work with a farmer, bring their coffee in, and then go through the process to create our instant coffee product with that coffee. So for a lot of people that are saying, you know, like, show me these lab reports and is your coffee certified and, and all this sort of jazz is I think I, all I can say is just give us, give us the opportunity to get to that point. You can go with a huge company over in the States. You can go with any of these much larger companies that are doing millions and millions in revenue a year and they're able to pay for these certifications but give us the chance to do it here locally in Australia. Really go out there and create something special that Australia can be proud of as opposed to something that is just mass produced and shipped out to the rest of the world for the sake of, of being large. So we're adding more products to the product range, but not just going to be coffee. From the beginning, I wanted to have the one-two sort of hit combo. I'm huge on my sleep and the quality, getting quality sleep. So for us, I wanted to have the thing you would have in the AM, which is IQ brew, the coffee. Mm-hmm. And then I also want that thing you have in the PM to really solidify all the learning that you've achieved throughout the day because you've had the IQ brew. You know, I really want that to be cemented into your brain. So we're developing a hot chocolate drink that is something you're going to have before bed that will calm you down. You know, if you want to have it whilst you're doing yoga, whilst you're meditating to really get you in that Zen state and also improve the quality of your sleep. It's going to obviously still follow the mushroom heritage it'll include reishi mushroom won't go into exactly what it will include just yet as we're still sort of in the the phase of testing it out and you know i wear all these trackers i've got the whoop strap on right now and we're not just testing it for taste you know i'm testing it and then actually looking at the analytics and and doing that across a various range of people whether it's using an aura ring a whoop strap any version of these sort of analytics and just how they feel in the morning so yeah we're going through that but we're going to have a reishi mushroom based hot chocolate drink so it's yeah you want to hit have something at the night time and yeah, from there, I think later on down the track, uh, and this is just totally something that's still in my head. It hasn't been put into uh, development yet is I just want, I just want a dark chocolate that doesn't have shit in it. <laughs> I want to have the dark chocolate, the squares of dark chocolate with my, with my red wine that doesn't contain crap. If there is any someone, please send them to me. I haven't found them yet, but a lot of the times when I do find these very niche, even locally produced chocolates, and they, they're all about health. I look at it, I'm like, wow, these ingredients are great. And then I come across sunflower oil. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's really, or, or, I can connect you with some, some, some friends here in uh, Perth who are coming up with like you know, c- cacao, ceremonial grade cacao, sauce from Peru, none of the crap. 
there there are places you can get it. You just have to oh, do it. Fantastic. Yeah, it's out there, but I know exactly what you mean. You just yeah. want it's again, it's going back to the quality. We just want good quality, you know, ingredients with without the shit added to it, and it, it makes yeah. such a big difference in terms of health and how you feel as well. And it so, is it's yeah, it's very frustrating. Yeah, whether yeah. you're at the store and you find it and you're like, wow, sugar free, yeah. all these good things, and and the companies tried their hardest, but then you yeah. look at the ingredients and you see certain things and you go why <laughs> you know so that's that's a, that's another thing is is for us is um as a as a bit of a biohacker myself as someone that um is huge on gut health huge on sleep huge on all these little things that over the lifetime of a human being can make the huge difference and you know my ultimate goal is longevity so yeah that's the big thing for us is to create products that are in line with what we believe um and what we do personally you know so that for us is just the big goal. And um, yeah, and it's great. It's starting to be received where uh, each month where we're kicking the previous month and it's like, um, you know, we're kicking it out of the ballpark in regards to sort of how big we're growing, which is fantastic. And like I said, it's creating stress for me at work because while I'm here at work, you know, I'm thinking about these issues with these, <laughs> these trucks and I've got to be like, hang on, this truck needs that repaired and that truck needs that repaired. But then I also need to send out all these orders. All right, hold on, like, you know, I'm racing out to the post office on my lunch break, you know, uh, during these, these sort of growth periods, which is it's exciting. And it's, it's great to see that people are starting to make that shift from their, their crappy instant coffee that they're, they're getting, or even if it's just the pod coffee in the machine, you know, people spend hundreds of dollars on a coffee yeah. machine. And I don't know about you, but if you've ever had coffee from some of these machines, a lot of the time it tastes no different to the blend 43 you get out of the glass jar mm-hmm. instant coffee. It's um, which is interesting. So yeah. Yeah. I agree on that. Shift. And, and again, man, this is like you said, I'm really, you know, excited to see companies coming out here, small companies who, you know, for, for people listening in Australia, this is, we want to start supporting these local companies because I know a lot of people are buying the, the bulletproof and the key on and the four sigmatic, you know, these big companies outside of Australia when, you know, you're, you're doing the work to source the best ingredients and, and come up with something that's just as good, if not better. Mm-hmm. So it's really exciting. I'm really, um, just want to acknowledge all the work you're doing, man. It's really amazing Thanks. to see, to see this starting to come to life. And for people who are perhaps listening from Australia or also people around the world, if, if they want to, you know, learn more about the IQ brew, the cognitive coffee and, and more about what you're up to, where's the best place they can find you online and connect. So the best place, if you want to find out about IQ Brew, is jump over to iqbrew.com.au. All our studies are listed there, the facts about the product, the breakdown, and how much of each ingredient we have, which I, I, we haven't even really gone over, but the ingredients in IQ Brew, for people mm. who are just like, oh, yeah. you've got nootropics, is <laughs> uh, <laughs> probably the most important thing. Yeah. So IQ Brew consists of, obviously, the coffee. We've got Hoopazine A. And that's with Alpha GPC as well. So Hoopazine A and Alpha GPC, our synergistic sort of blend of nootropics, they work synergistically. Alpha GPC upregulates the production of acetylcholine, which is the learning neurotransmitter. And Hoopazine A basically is a colonase inhibitor, and that prevents the breakdown of acetylcholine. So we're increasing levels of acetylcholine and keeping them high for longer which makes it more available for the brain to use whilst we're out here studying, cramming and studying and learning yeah. and, and doing things throughout the day. It also has obviously the lion's mane, which we've touched on in regards to the benefits and L-theanine, which we've included it to sort of due to the content of uh, nootropics and, and the, the caffeine that we've got in it, we wanted to include something. L-theanine really sort of blunts the spike of mm. caffeine. You're not going to have IQ brew and start punching the door down and then five minutes later be, you know, napping mm-hmm. and getting another coffee. It really helps sustain it. And in regards to the nootropics and, and having higher levels of acetylcholine for a longer period of time, you really want to have that, those higher levels of, you know, caffeine sustained for a longer period of time as well. So you're more active. You can actually utilize these things because you're not going to feel high levels of acetylcholine in your brain. You could be pretty asleep and have high levels. So, yeah, so that's it. We've got caffeine, lion's mane, alpha GPC, hoopazine A, and the L-theanine. So, yeah, jump over to the website, iqbrew.com.au. Also, give us a follow on Instagram, which is just at iqbrew. And, yeah, that's, uh, that's pretty much it in regards to the online thing. We've just done a little promotion where we gave away, we we're giving away free coffee. 
we basically said, look, I'll be sending you guys a free sachet, jump onto the website and, and grab a sachet. And I originally allocated 200 sachets to, to sort of give away. And I thought that would last all week. It went in 12 hours. Oh shit. It was out of control. People, it, there was, my phone was just, blind. I had to turn notifications off because <laughs> for 12 hours straight, it was just ding, ding, ding. All these people. I think that just says a lot about Australia, to be honest. We love free shit. Definitely. Um, I think everyone does, mate. Especially when it's free coffee. Fuck, everyone's going to get around that. Oh, 100%. So, yeah, there'll be a lot of people this week um, who are going to be jacked up on, on their coffee. So, that's good. I'm, I'm glad I've been able to do that. <laughs> but, yeah. So, it's just online right now. Just People can just order online. It's not in any stores as of yet. Yeah, so we've got one store in Canberra, which is Oxygen Nutrition. For those, for literally anyone outside of Australia, they don't know that Canberra is actually the capital of Australia. It's not Sydney. Um, so Canberra is currently the, the only place where we have a store that's wholesaling. We've got a few more that, are, that have been interested. So we're sort of working, we're right in that phase right now, sort of like working out the finer details in regards to providing. I really want to roll out locally to Perth stores ideally because I, I can actually go into the store. I can create a relationship with the, the person who owns the store and, and we can work together. I know there's a lot of stores in Perth that are very focused around holistic health. So it'd be fantastic to sort of work with them and have local brands working together as opposed to them just dealing through email with someone on the other side of the country. And that's the only relationship they have with them. So, yeah. Yeah, exactly right. So yeah, man, really, really exciting to, to see this start to, to build in Perth and across Australia. And for anyone who was, was able to join and was a coffee lover and got some insights around how to discover and find the right coffee, man, I, I'm excited for them to learn more about IQ Brew and connect with you if they have any other questions. You're also on Instagram as well, right? At Cognitive Coffee, is that right? Uh, at IQ Brew. Cool. Yeah, cool. so that's the, that's the Instagram handle there. So at IQ Brew, um, we're going to be putting a lot more educational content out there in regards to coffee in our coffee and just coffee in general to sort of like help people make better decisions. So yeah. Amazing. Yeah. I highly invite people to check you guys out on Instagram. The content's amazing already. So I'm excited to see what's coming, but Maddie, mate, I just want to say thanks so much for coming on here. It's really been a, a pleasure chatting about some, some one of my, one of my passions uh, yeah. and, and really I'm sure people have taken a ton of value from this as well. So thanks again, buddy. hundred percent, buddy. Thanks for your time. And uh, I look forward to dealing you some coffee later on. <laughs> yes, brother. Catch you, mate. Bye. Hey, there we have it, guys. Thanks so much for listening to this episode. And yeah, look, if you made it this far, cool. Here's my voice again in your ear. And I'm going to make one more request for you is go ahead and subscribe and leave a comment on the podcast page because... I'm really putting a lot of focus and attention on getting this podcast out to more people because I know what I'm putting in here can serve and bring value to people. And it would mean a lot if you got value from this to to leave some feedback and, and subscribe so you stay up to date with what's coming up. Um, and as always, follow me on Instagram. And I love hearing from you. It's at State Shifters. And until the next episode, guys, thank you so much and I appreciate you.